Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. I want to get straight into it today and talk about something that I think could really empower you. At this time of year, when there is lots of noise around losing weight and kind of like new year, new you, it's so easy to go into diet thinking, believing that the diet holds all the power to your happiness and your success. And you feel kind of like beholden to this diet. You feel like you should be doing something and you get diety with your portions and with your thinking. And what happens is that your body goes into shock. It's not being fed enough food. You're not looking after your nervous system. You're trying to white knuckle through a diet rather than look at how you think about things. And ultimately, the discomfort that's created in your body will mean that eventually you give in to it all once your willpower and kind of natural motivation has waned. And then you judge yourself horrendously for not following things perfectly. And you think that the diet can't ever work because you can't do it. And you just give up. And I want to share today that it just doesn't have to be that way. And I want to encourage you that if you do want to lose some weight or you want to feel just more at peace and natural with how you nourish your body, with how you eat, with how food feels to you, you can just strip things right back to a few things. And I was thinking about um, what I was thinking about last weekend when I was just having a walk was just how simple it can be to start creating the results you want if you just focus on a few things. And I've already spoken about my tips for like a little January boost. And that's really about how you're eating and how you're drinking and the tools that you can use. So this is for those of you that are feeling just that bit kind of disillusioned and a little bit like diet overload, but you want to be doing something that feels good and caring. And that is what I'm going to be talking about today. So to start with, I just want to offer you a visual, which is to imagine shutting off the noise, all the January diet noise, and visualize like taking your head underwater like you do in a bath and muffling out all the noise and blurring out any all of that ruckus that's outside of you. And then I just want you to focus on these three things. The first, and I've said it before, is just eating enough at mealtimes so that you don't snack. It's such a simple one, but it helps you with two things. The first being you give your body enough food for fuel so it doesn't panic and think something is wrong and you have a lot of hunger and desire for snacks. But also the really important one is that you start to deflate diet mentality as you eat decent-sized meals and probably lose weight at the same time because your body isn't going into shock and then kind of like trying to want all this food later and snacking and eating more than you need for fuel. You don't have to eat like a bird. You can, you can eat. And it's how you will move out of diet mentality when you just connect with eating until you've had enough, but not overeating and equally not undereating at mealtimes. The problem isn't that you had too much broccoli with your grilled chicken and rice. And the problem isn't even that you had too much rice with your chicken and broccoli. It's like, it's not about the carbs. The problem is when you eat 
tiny portions of steamed chicken and broccoli all week, trying to be good. And then by Friday, you've had enough and you order all the food and you eat past the point of full. And it all is like a huge snowball that just starts to gain so much momentum. And then it starts to overflow into how you eat on Saturday. And whether that's trying to be really restrictive again, or you're like, fuck it, I'll deal with this on Monday. Or you have like a sugar and flour hangover. And that makes it so much more difficult for you to eat in a way that feels good. And you guilt yourself and you shame yourself only to then start the same process again, where you're eating the tiny portions. And this time it's, you're just going to, you're going to do it. You're going to have more willpower. You're going to get through it. So what I want to offer you is just to connect with your body. And before you eat, ask yourself if you're physically hungry. And while you're eating, you decide checking points to ask yourself, is this enough? Have I had enough? And by enough, I mean enough to fuel and nourish your body and make you feel great and energized and satisfied so that you can be more consistent, have less snacking, have less hunger, access your fat stores for fuel in between meals and just feel so much better. And it's just trusting that you don't have to have tiny, tiny portions in a diety way to feel great and to start weighing what you want to weigh. Number two. I want you to practice this sentence. I can trust myself and my body. This is so powerful to remind yourself of every morning. So when you're writing a plan for what to eat and drink that day, or even if you don't do that, but I tell you, it's more helpful than you give it credit for. Tell yourself, I can trust myself and my body. Or I trust myself and my body today or other things that are similar that might resonate better with you are things like, my body knows exactly what to do. My body was designed for this. I know exactly what to do. And write it down. Think about how to get intentional with it so that you are practicing it, seeing it, believing it. Sometimes I used to um, write it in my notes thing, save, screenshot it and save it as the background on my phone. So every time I looked at my phone, I just saw that thought. If you don't start looking at changing this relationship you have with yourself, at building this trust, you don't look at this thinking aspect and really start practicing intentional thoughts, nothing will change in the long term. But if you can practice thinking new thoughts about trusting yourself and connecting with your body and your mind and bringing them together as like this beautiful machine that you are running, that you are driving. And for those thoughts to make you feel committed and proud and empowered, you will be far more likely to act in a way that's in alignment with the goals that you've set. Practicing these thoughts starts to change your behavior. It makes your life easier. And I know it can feel hard to practice them. It is work to practice them. And it can feel hard to trust yourself and your body. That lack of trust can be the thing that leads us, or at least me, to have like a million thyroid tests or keep trying a new diet plan in the hope that something outside of us will be the solution. But I promise if you can look inwards and start practicing this kind of thinking that's built around trusting yourself, trusting your body, trusting your mind, 
and really being willing to like listen, it will naturally lead you to make wiser choices for yourself and what you're eating. And you'll be able to follow through on what you want for yourself. If you find I trust myself and my body like way too unbelievable to even start with, you can start with, I have a body and it's possible I can trust it today. Just try and break it down into something that you find believable, but give it a go. If you just focused on this one thing and committed to building this trust with yourself and seeing that trust is really, really like the key to it all, I know that you would experience a shift in how you feel and what you do. So it's like thinking about how to practice every day, practicing having trust with yourself, listening to what your body's saying, listening to what your mind is saying, trusting that it does know what to do. It can be optimized. It can eat enough food and stop it enough. It doesn't have to eat all of these other things. Just being able to listen and and know that it was designed to thrive. And one of the things, this is number three, that I think really, really helps with building trust and this is a little bit controversial, maybe, I don't know. I think I can imagine some people thinking this is controversial. I encourage people sometimes to just take off the Fitbit or the Apple Watch and just start connecting with your body again. I didn't wear a Fitbit for the entire duration of losing weight. I totally disconnected from it all because I needed to disconnect from that diet mentality. I remember it just being this thing that really acted as a barrier between how I actually felt. And I even just decided to take it off for the rest of January because I I could just feel, I don't know whether it's this time of year because of January and so many years of like trained diet thinking. I was just like, I'm disconnected. I'm looking at my Fitbit more than listening to what my body's saying. And that is not going to help me act in a way that's in alignment with myself, that's in respect of what my body is saying, in respect of what my mind is perhaps saying, and trusting whatever that is, honoring whatever that is. So the data, I like the data can be interesting and it can be helpful. And for some people it's very compelling and motivating. And I'm not really speaking to people who absolutely love it and have no problems around it. I think it just creates a barrier to the trust that I've just been talking about. If you take off your smart devices and you start planning your day and adhering to it, not because of how many calories you have or haven't burned, or you choose a workout because you've tapped into yourself and connected with your body and asked it what it needs today, how it wants to move today. And you do that not because of your Fitbit is buzzing you to get up or it says that it says anything about what you should be doing. And you take a walk because you know what it does for your mindset rather than how many steps you've clocked that day. And I know, you know, my husband's always saying, we've got to get the vitality health insurance points, go on a walk, do that. Well, you've got to do this. He's not telling that to me. He's telling that to himself, but there is the implication Whereas when you just can disconnect from all of that and you are listening to your body and you're taking your walk because you know how it makes you feel, it is a 
it's all part of building that trust you can have with yourself. It's coming from a place of trust and believing that your body knows what to do, that you know what to do, and you can trust yourself to do it. And this isn't to say you keep it off forever, but as I'm like reflecting on it now, I just don't think they do that much for a lot of us. I think it just creates like noise and disconnect. And if that resonates with you, if you think it could be true for you, just try it out and see what happens. It's about cutting out that noise and simplifying things and trusting that your body has got your back and you've got your body's back. And only when you kind of are willing to give that trust, to experiment with that trust and keep coming back to it with curiosity and with love and with compassion, that you will ultimately gain true, genuine, amazing trust with yourself because you will see the results. You will see that you are far more able to act in alignment with what you truly want for yourself when you have this kind of relationship where you're listening to your body, you're listening to your mind, they're listening to each other, and you just trust whatever is coming up for you. So it's about making a plan for your day about what you want to do and how you want to eat and then following through with that because you're having this open dialect with yourself. When you take off your device, it will help you to see your ingrained thinking. So it's a real opportunity to see what your diet thinking is, to see how your brain is naturally kind of the thoughts that are, it's naturally running on repeat, how much trust you actually have with yourself and your body to tell you what it needs. And I encourage you just to try it for a week and to see if anything shifts for you. Because I tell you, I feel a lot better with it off. And I don't know whether it's because I've had so many years of diet mentality and so many years of outsourcing and not trusting myself. And when I take it off, it really forces me in a good way just to come back to myself, start using my brain, start start thinking intentional thoughts um, about trusting myself that really help me to act in alignment with myself, follow through on my plan, follow through on my exercise, follow through on, you know, going on a jog because of how it makes me feel rather than thinking because I should, rather than thinking because this machine is telling me to do it. And if that's like, that won't connect with all of you, but if it resonates with you a little bit, I just encourage you to take it off and to have a go. And as you become more aware of your thinking and you can start offering new thoughts, like I trust myself and my body, you will begin to shift the way that your brain is thinking and the actions that will follow will come from a very different emotion that will likely all be in service of you. And if you can just be willing to like show up to all of it with love and compassion and kindness and trust that you will eventually find your way, that you will eventually find this incredible dynamic where you can just feel like your body and your mind are in harmony and working together. That is where there is just true peace and freedom and amazingness. So that's it for now. I'm trying to keep it as short and simple as possible. Shut out the noise is what I would like to say. You can shut me out if you want and just focus on like lighting up, firing up that connection between you and your body and your mind. So eating when you're hungry and eating enough at mealtimes, 
practicing new thoughts about trusting yourself and removing external things that often act as a blocker to the trust you can have with yourself and your body. And these are things that can really start to move the needle. And I want you to imagine what fostering trust in this way could do for other areas of your life, what trusting yourself and really practicing that can mean for how you show up in your relationships, how you set boundaries, what it means in your career, at work, with your family, and ultimately how you feel when your head hits the pillow at night. And imagine that moment when you wake up in the morning and you start thinking about your day and you just think to yourself, I've got this. I know exactly what to do because I trust myself. I trust my body. Let's go. And it's a really wonderful, empowering, beautiful place to be. And it's some of the work that we do in one-to-one coaching and in the reset. And it's incredibly empowering and special. And it's my hope that some of you take some nuggets from, from this podcast that will help you really start to remove all this noise, remove all the diet books, the diet mentality, the diet thinking, and just start to build this trust with yourself. Because when you trust yourself, you are going to start living a life that's in alignment with your deepest desires, with your soul, with your spirit. And that is ultimately, I think, what it's all about. So thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week and I will see you soon. Bye.